0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. So, we're going to talk a little bit about love today. Are we? How was your Valentine's Day? Oh, you know what?
1: There's each one is better than the last. Well, That's good. what I think about Valentine's well, Day. Well, very good. I I am uh... I hope that yours was full of love and mystery chocolates in a box shaped like a heart and Maybe even those little what are those little candies that you know have little messages. What do they call those?
0: The sweethearts.
1: Sweethearts, that's what they're called. Yeah. Gotta have some sweethearts.
0: Absolutely. I love those little heart candies. Those are those are great. They're like little Tums, except for they don't actually help with the <laughs> they are I think they might be made by the same people. It's it's possible. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. Well, look, Matthew yeah. 24, and I yeah. do want to talk about love, and I want to talk about love growing cold. Why don't you go ahead and read a few verses from Matthew 24 there in your New yeah. King James Bible? I got my New King James
1: Bible with me today. We're going to read Matthew 24, verses 9 through 14. Then, this is the Lord speaking, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake, and then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come.
0: There's that led astray again. This time it talks about false prophets. That's what we talked about yesterday. And I almost realized that maybe we should have swapped episodes. We could have talked about love growing cold yesterday on Valentine's. But- but uh, maybe, yeah. that, no, no, maybe it's good that we waited till today. Let, we probably should. Let yes. love be on fire yeah. yesterday. Now more it's of the, at more of the cold post-Valentine. More of the tribulation, persecution post-Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we find the word love in the middle of a paragraph and say, oh, this is our Valentine's episode. But it's all about people being killed and <laughs> even, tormented. Even I
1: was reading, I was like, man, I hope I get to love before love grows cold. This sounds tough. This is
0: tough. This, this is, is tough. tough. So the idea, of course, that uh, was there was going to be some pretty brutal things happening. Happening surrounding that destruction of Jerusalem, yes. And uh, but, but the, well, so there's the then, lead astray, and we talked about that yesterday. Don't let people lead you astray. Are you wanting to make a point before we get to love growing cold? Well, just a little bit. Okay, just go you for know, it. Just, go you for know, it.
1: you're talking about all the different persecutions, and verse nine, at least in the New King James, they will deliver you up to tribulation. If it's the same, you know, audience of disciples, the ones that. You know, potentially could be led astray. He's also telling them straight up about persecutions they Mm -hmm. will suffer. Mm -hmm. People will be betraying you because of your love for me, because of your
0: commitment, faithfulness. It's really sad to me, verse 10, I guess as many times as I've read this and studied this, Verse 10 really hit me as it talked about many falling away and betraying. Mm. In In the past, I've mostly just read this as the external persecution, people who aren't in the Lord, who've never named Jesus as Savior and King. Right. But this is actually talking about people deciding to abandon, to betray their King, to be king traitors. King Jesus, and, you mean. Yeah, right? uh, traitors to King Jesus, and then hating mm-hmm. the folks who are sticking true to the kingdom and betraying and... Oh, man.
1: You know, even as you say that, that's right. And a mean, vindictive apostate is what we're reading about here, somebody who knew and left, and now they're going to
0: make it very, very difficult for the people who stuck with the Lord. It also makes me think about what happened to Jesus himself as Mm -hmm. the one apostle falls away and betrays him and hands okay, him over. Okay, yeah. It's, it's like Jesus is saying that, look, disciples, that same thing. I mean, they obviously didn't know that was going to happen yet, but mm-hmm. once they, as, as they're going back, remembering what Jesus is teaching here after Judas, they're all realizing, oh, you know, Jesus is saying we're going to walk in his footsteps. We're going to experience the same kind of, of betrayal, and it's, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. You know, a lot
1: of times when I read passages that talk about Persecution, all that you know, desire to live golly will suffer persecution. We're told that in Timothy. Um, I think about it being a testing of faith. I think a lot of times I, I use that terminology even, but this this builds it uh, as a test against uh, not against but a test of love test of love isn't that
0: the warning here that love will grow cold because mm-hmm. of these things he says because lawlessness will increase the love of many will go grow cold when i hear that the first thing that it makes me think of is the passage back in ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 11 where the preacher there recorded because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. There's a lot packed into that sentence. Well, and that one that one is not necessarily about people who have loved God. It's It could be about any folks. What's amazing is that now you take that sentence, which is just about people in general.
1: Uh-huh. That
0: people in general, when they look around and see that, oh look, folks get away with wickedness and evil. Right. Well, since folks get away with wickedness and evil, I think I'll pursue some wickedness and evil also, and maybe I'll get away with it, mm-hmm. and I'll get to have the, the pleasures mm-hmm. and the money and whatever other kind of passions are fulfilled by pursuing wickedness and evil on that short term level so I'm going to go ahead and pursue it because I see all these other folks getting to enjoy it Uh, Now we move to Jesus' statement, and he tweaks it a little bit. It's not just a general statement. It's on the heels of these folks who have fallen away, Mm -hmm. and now they're betraying and hating. And then it says, the love of many will grow cold. In other words, here are some people who have loved. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to read that in the context of the two great commands. Loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself, which we just read a couple of chapters ago. And so here are people that were pursuing that love, whose love for God and for neighbor had been on fire, whose love for the kingdom had been on fire. And now, because they're looking around and they're seeing that lawlessness is increasing, they are allowing that to diminish their own love. So as I'm reading Ecclesiastes
1: 8 verse 11, and I appreciate you bringing it up, I see wisdom here about the way the world works and this warning, hey, for the king in authority or for the power of justice, when you delay, he talks about uh, the sentence against the evil deed not executed speedily. Yeah, you know, the the wheels of justice turn slow, and they'll get there, they'll get there. But in that, in that uh, tardiness, I guess, of judgment, people look around and say, well, you know, I'm getting away with it. People are getting away with it. Maybe we're foolish to not try to get away with something because look at how the criminals prosper in this physical state, in this earthly state, in a, in a temporal realm, okay? But he says, well, it's judgment's coming, but it's coming slow. And then I step back spiritually and I think about how long-suffering God is, mm. I mean man if if I'm looking around saying when is the department of justice going to do something about such and such they've had a four year investigation going into this you know whatever right. what's going to happen uh and but spiritually you can see people doing vile sinful awful things you know maybe for a lifetime and god, generations god generations god hadn't stepped in there's
0: no, yeah, he hasn't brought this judgment yet. Yeah. And now, again, I appreciate you bringing up the distinction between dealing with the laws and rules of men and how human judges sometimes delay. But this is in Matthew 24. It's talking about God's judgment.
1: Right. God's right.
0: judgment is coming. But but for a time, lawlessness is increasing. Mm-hmm. And so, folks, because the judgment hasn't happened yet, their hearts are growing cold. And I think about Second Peter chapter three and verse nine, mm. where Peter brings this up. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And he's actually going to say in verse fifteen, and count the patience of our Lord as salvation. And he goes on and talks about Paul's writings what what we find here is that god has a reason for being patient uh-huh. and the reason for his patience is that so is so so we mm-hmm. and others around us can repent and find salvation mm-hmm. and what's very sad about the love of many growing cold because they look around and see lawlessness increasing is that god's patience which is designed and purposed to bring people to repentance and salvation, these folks are using as an excuse to abandon the repentance and salvation that they had already pursued. The love... Like, is, it, is, that, is that, I don't know, is that kind of ironic?
1: It's like God, God's love is so huge and inexhaustible that here comes this patience and long-suffering. And our love is so weak and, and you know, f- fickle. Yeah. That when things don't happen right when we want and the way we
0: want, we'll just, uh, our love will grow cold. Our love will grow cold. We think about what John, through Revelation, records to the Ephesians about having left their first love. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And getting back to that, our love must not grow cold. Here's the thing. Um, we might be tempted to say, well, if God's patience is is giving people room to let their love grow cold, then he shouldn't be patient. However, let's remember, if God brought the sentence against an evil deed when it ought to be done, then there would be no salvation for anyone. That's exactly it, right. It would be There's immediate, no place for repentance. It would be immediate recompense, and it would just be lost souls and only lost souls. And so his patience is accomplishing what God has sent it for and planned yeah. it for. There are those like you and like me who have come to repentance, who are pursuing salvation, but we are in a precarious spot that we need to remember. I I mean look, and it's a it's a danger for me. I feel it for me as I read the news and hear about what's going on in the world and as I hear about so much immorality and how the world is becoming more and more dominated by it and by and more and more people and even even christian friends and and family who have decided to let their love grow cold and pursue sin and be allies with sin and all of that and it's man it's it's easy to let that get in the way and and influence
1: no, I, I agree I agree with you a hundred percent if there's a warning here about you know the things that cool off our love, I want to think about. I guess the responsibility, the understanding, I need to I need to stoke the fire of love. Love for God, love for my fellow man. And maybe, you know, maybe it is nice to be talking about this around about the idea of Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there there's this kind of um built-in date in the calendar you know what? It's time, to, it's time to stoke the fire of love. It's time to write that little note or get a gift or give a flower to, to try to express to someone, I love you, remind, remind one another of your love and appreciation for one another. Um, that's obviously a very <laughs> American uh, kind yeah. of a, a thing to point to, but if I can make a spiritual lesson there, uh, we better not neglect our love for the Lord, and we need to have our eyes open that many things will try to cool it and
0: discourage it. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9, Paul says that his prayer for the Philippians is that their love may abound more and more. Mm -hmm. And this is important. He follows that up with, with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. Mm -hmm. Just because our world calls it love doesn't mean it's love. The kind of love we're talking about here, love for God and love for neighbor, is not just, oh, I feel good about this, our culture likes this. It is a love that actually has knowledge and discernment, that is governed by wisdom. These Knowledge and discernment, mm-hmm. these are words used throughout Proverbs, and the, the, the same words translated here in the, in the Greek version of Proverbs are used again and again to talk about the discretion and the wisdom and the knowledge that's supposed to guide us. And it's a love that drives us to... To approve what is excellent, Mm -hmm. not what is vulgar and what is base and what is mundane, but what is excellent and what is holy and what is worthy and what is superior, some translations say. And so that idea of of a love, rather than letting it grow cold, we need to make it abound more and more and more, being governed by knowledge and discernment that God's word reveals for us. This idea of love, then, is very much tied to a volition, isn't it? Yes.
1: I want to choose to love like this. I want to choose to love God. I want to choose to love my neighbor. Um, we are encouraged to make that choice because God loves, and God loves first. Um, but I, you know, I think there's a very real warning here in Matthew chapter 24 that we can forget to be making those choices, but perhaps are overwhelmed uh, by some of the, the wicked or trials or whatever that we're facing in
0: a moment. Don't be led astray. Mm -hmm. Don't let your love grow cold. Mm -hmm. These are things that we can learn. No matter what we think about Matthew 24 and which judgment it's talking about, these are principles that should drive us. Don't be led astray. Don't let your love grow cold. I think we need to wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, lead us. We pray that you would help our hearts and minds to be open to your word, that our eyes will be clear so that our bodies may be full of light, that we may walk hand in hand with your Son. And Lord God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us first. And we pray that as our hearts and minds are focused on your love for us, that it will compel us to pursue your love, a love guided by knowledge and discernment so that we might approve what is excellent. Thank you so much for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.